Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Enjoy springtime on this award-winning three-hour experience, putting you in the middle and on top of Asheville's scenic beauty and intriguing history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food, all led by a local expert guide. Tours offered daily and year-round with transportation provided. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com and by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who love to travel on the open road and share their adventures with you. So imagine taking a road trip and not having to worry about what you can take with you and being able to take along your bikes and your puzzles and even your dog. When you are literally traveling in your house, you have all the conveniences of home right there with you. Today, RV traveling is capturing our imaginations like never before. The open road, the freedom of driving, and the chance to explore national parks and scenic roads all is very appealing. So to find out more on why traveling in an RV can bring your family members closer and create timeless memories is Jim Calderbank, a former RV manufacturing executive and current campground owner. And Jim, it is such a pleasure to have you today on Speaking of Travel. Thanks, Marilyn. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. So Jim, I know that today it seems like camping and the RV lifestyle is just growing like crazy. I mean, you cannot go out on the road and not see people in their RVs and their campers. Give us a little background on how you even came to be in this industry. Well, Marilyn, I uh, left one career, engineering, and started in sales. And then over time, started uh, getting involved with RV sales. And I love the, uh, the people that I dealt with. I love the lifestyle and just moved up the chain, became a uh, rep for 
a representative for manufacturers running their sales for regions and the country and matriculated up until I was taken care of and uh, running RV manufacturing uh, companies in both Indiana and, and Michigan. And then through that, I was blessed to find a campground here in the uh, mountains of Western North Carolina. Well, you are indeed a very lucky guy because there's no place more beautiful than paradise right here in Western North Carolina. So over the years, you must have seen a lot of changes in this industry. Give us a little idea of, of what you're seeing today as far as the the kinds of people that are coming in and out of the campgrounds, people who are traveling this way. We're seeing across a wide spectrum of demographics and of people and careers and lifestyles. We're seeing everybody from young children and young families that are full-timing in an RV, traveling around the country while they homeschool, to retirees that are in their 70s and 80s that are just loving the retirement and the freedom, as you mentioned, that the RV lifestyle gives you. And especially now during COVID and pandemics, uh, when I was an RV executive, it happened um, on my watch 9-11. And you see in the RV industry, much like you were saying about families and safety, they really want to get back to what really matters. And that's family, safety. And there is just something about the freedom of seeing the country and traveling in the comfort and safety of your own home. And that's what the RV offers. During the last pandemic, just recently, we've seen a huge uptick, both in the RV industry and the camping industry, of people that want to get back into the safety net enjoying their family while in here in Western Carolina. I just love that. And and I imagine, like you were saying, that there are some people who have made this a lifestyle and it is their full-time mode of transportation and, and living situation. Yes. And those are called full-timers. And those are people that have either sold or left their home. And for the next year, two years, 10 years, they travel the country. They'll stay at state and national parks. They'll come to private resorts and campgrounds like ours, and they'll just enjoy their retirement, or they'll even work camp. Either way, we see the whole broad spectrum. And work camp, what exactly does that mean if somebody's working at the camp? Work camping is a lifestyle in itself, and it's basically uh, a couple or a single RVer camper will uh, trade out anywhere from 10 to 16 hours a week for a free site, electric, water, all the amenities. And basically they live and travel and see the country basically for free other than a little bit of gasoline. Wow, that sounds, uh, that sounds pretty sweet. And I would imagine that overall, you could say this was really a very affordable vacation idea of traveling. RV campsites are anywhere between a quarter and a third of the cost of a hotel room. And then in addition, AARP, maybe 10 years ago, uh, had an article that that is the work camping is the least expensive way to retire. And its side benefit is seeing the country and traveling throughout these great United States. And I would imagine that in today's world, there are people who are actually not just considering retiring and working at a campground, but actually working in their RVs as they're traveling across the country. Do you see much of that? 
We have. We've seen a large uptick because of technology allows people to work from home. And now we're seeing that those homes are RVs. They're fully equipped RVs and they do their um, work much, much like you over technology, the radio or Zoom meetings. And we constantly have a steady stream of people that have um, walked away from home and walked away from the office building and are living and conducting work in the great outdoors, sitting by a creek or staring over a mountain. Well, that sounds pretty nice to me. And and then being able to be right there where there are other people, like-minded people who are who are right there with you. There must be a lot of socialization going on too around these campgrounds and campsites, would you say? Yes. Camping, whether you're full-timing or just coming out for the weekend with your family and children, is a very, very social experience. There's just nothing like walking around a campground with the campfires going. Almost everyone has a dog that they're walking and they're they're so interesting. They they love the great outdoors, so you have that in common. They love travel. And of course, uh, traveling makes you interested. So do you find that, that there are people coming from all over the country to your campsite? Yes, our campground is mainly uh, out of state and out of the country. So in the 22 years I've owned it, we've had 54 countries visit Moonshine Creek Campground. And we have had people, especially this year, coming from as far away as Washington State, Seattle, California, New York, And they're all looking to come to this beautiful mountain type of lifestyle. Well, Jim, when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about the freedom of RVing. I know that for me, I just think getting on the road, being able to travel and and stop and meet new people is just so appealing. How would people get more information in regard to getting set up in the RV world? Well, probably the best source document is... ARVC and it's uh, Association of RV Parks and Campgrounds, ARVC.org. And they are the standard. uh, And that's a great way to determine whether a campground is uh, doing everything they can for hospitality if they're a member of that. KOA is another great website. And then, of course, our campground website is moonshinecreek.com. Well, Jim, when we come back, I'm going to look forward to finding out more. I'm already starting to envision myself behind the wheel of a of an RV and coming out to visit. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're talking about RV travel and you're going to want to get on the road. So stay tuned. I'm here with Jim Calderbank and we'll be right back. Spring has finally sprung, and with our backyard in full bloom, now is the time to get out and find adventure wherever it may lead. From the mountains to the rivers and all the turf in between, we are no less than blessed with our beautiful backyard right here in western North Carolina. There's a will, there's a way, and for the way we have the wheels to take you wherever you wish to wander. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. Find your adventure vehicle at PrestigeSubaru.com. Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road in Asheville. And welcome to Subiville. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on 
Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And I'm here today with Jim Calderbank. He is an RV expert. He owns a campground over in Western North Carolina. And Jim, it's really, I am just getting really inspired to, uh, to get on the road. You must be living the life over there. It is great, Marilyn, because my day consists of meeting wonderful people and families and retirees that are so interesting, they've traveled the country or they're disconnecting and unplugging from technology and just really enjoying each other and the social aspect of a campground, walking around, seeing the fires, talking to people, and just enjoying the outdoor and, and nature all around them. Well, you you know, in talking about unplugging, that's such a big thing. You know, we're all so dependent on our electronics and our screen time, especially for kids and teenagers. What are you seeing over there as far as that quality of life that happens when you're disconnected? Well, we see families really get involved with each other on a deeper level where they're actually talking and listening to each other laughing and and having fun. And I I did a little research prior to to our interview, and uh, they have an interesting statistic that 91% of all teens love camping and want to do it again. And two-thirds of those teens that were surveyed that have been camping loved the fact and the aspect that they were able to unplug. And in today's world, taking a teenager away from their phone and away from their social networks is an amazing thing. And uh, 50%, right at half, said the thing that they liked most about camping, other than being with family, which was 96%, et cetera, et cetera, 50% said the thing that they enjoyed most about camping was the ability to disconnect and be by themselves. Wow, that makes me just so happy to hear that because, you know, especially kids and teenagers have been through so much over the last year, just so much upheaval in their world. And to think that this is a way that they can really unwind, disconnect, and and be and be in nature is so important. Let's talk about being outdoors and in nature. I'm sure where you are, there must be a lot of forest and water which is so healing. Do you find that that is a part of why people are traveling on the road these days? Marilyn, the people that come camping, they love the outdoors. They love nature. And yes, we are in a heavily forested uh, area of the Great Smoky Mountains. And we have a creek in the people that come. They love to sit by the creek, listen to it. Uh, The children will play in the creek. But at the end of the day, just to see the stress drain away from them is very rewarding. You see them relax and just unwind in a manner that you don't see often in today's hectic world. Well, how many people do you think today own RVs, Jim? It just seems like everywhere I, I look, there's somebody in a with an RV or a trailer. Or What are you finding as far as statistics go? Well, the statistics say that there are almost 12 million RVs owned by American households today. And that's more than boats, by the way. In addition, there are about 500 to 600,000 RVs sold new each year. So it's not only a large segment of the outdoor recreation, about about 
20%, I believe, of outdoor impact is through RV travel. And you see that as times get a little tougher, whether it's the pandemic, people want to be together with family in the safety of their home, especially in a crisis stressful time. So Jim, let's talk about how somebody could start if they're interested in this lifestyle. What would be the best way to to start looking around in, in mm-hmm. determining what kind of RV or camper is best for them? One of the best ways to do it, Marilyn, is you can do shows. You can go to an RV show and walk through all the different segments of the RV industry from pop-ups, as you mentioned, all the way up to the travel trailers, fifth wheels. But one of the best ways is to just take the family and go to a campground and rent a cabin. Virtually every campground has cabins that uh, people uh, that do not have an RV or in between RVs, as they like to say, they'll go ahead and utilize a cabin and they can be rustic where they're basically like wooden tents where you're inside with electricity and a bed, but you bring your own sleeping bag and cooking utensils all the way up to what's called a full service cabin, where you just, just like a hotel room, you open the door and you have your bed, your living area, your kitchen, your bathroom. So there are a lot of other accommodations at campgrounds other than just people that RV and tent camp. So those are the two ways I would get involved in the RV lifestyle. And that is to see which part of the lifestyle you like best. And one of the best ways to do that, as I said, is go to a local RV show. They're in Asheville and Greenville. You can see the calendar when they come up. Go to an RV dealer, a local dealer. And there are a number of them in in the Asheville area and throughout the country. Or stay in a camping cabin or a cabin, a full service cabin, much like glamping, and, um, and, and see how you like the lifestyle. That's some really good advice because, you know, we romanticize so many times. Oh, this is the lifestyle for me. I can see myself now just on the open road and yet really just giving it a try, kind of taking it out for a test drive, if you will, uh, is probably the best thing to do. So, Jim, how can we get more information? How can we connect with you and, and with, with some of the RV websites around the world? Well, one of the best sources of information on the RV lifestyle is ARVC. That's the Association for uh, Campgrounds and RV Parks. And uh, they are ARVC.org. They educate, they help campgrounds meet the demands and expectations of people. Um, Moonshine Creek Campground or moonshinecreek.com is our website. And we're more than happy to help uh, boys they get into the RV lifestyle. But all you have to do is Google campgrounds, Google RV manufacturers, and there is a wealth of information on the net. Well, Jim, I can't thank you enough for being on Speaking of Travel today. I, I've learned so much, and I know that this is a year that I'm going to take some of your own advice, come out, <laughs> stay in a cabin, check out the lifestyle, and see how, how it fits. I think it's, it's going to fit me like a glove. It's a lot of fun. It's relaxing, and it just really helps ground people, not only for the love of nature, but also for travel and just walking around, socializing. The RV lifestyle, I think, is in the American spirit. You know, that freedom, love of nature, 
And it's the best way to get back in touch with that inner self. Well, thank you so much, Jim. I'm I'm ready to hit the road. I'll be <laughs> looking forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, during this past year, we've seen an outpouring of care and support and direct aid coming from businesses in our community. Coming up next is Tony and Alex Fraga, the father and son team of the FIRC Group, who developed and operate several of downtown Asheville's most successful hotels and restaurants. And they're going to be here to tell us how they continue to promote safety and help fortify our collective spirit. So stay tuned. Spring is in the air here in Asheville, North Carolina, and we're so excited because now is the time to join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours on their exciting three-hour rooftop experience. You will enjoy city history, handcrafted drinks and food, breathtaking views, reserved seating, and a local guide leading the way, and they take care of the driving too. Enjoy the VIP treatment on this TripAdvisor award-winning tour. Tours seven days a week. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Imagine, after arriving at a gorgeous winery, you settle in your private suite. Following an aperitivo in the garden of the winery, a local chef prepares a fabulous evening meal. Your days ahead are filled with memorable visits to places across Puglia, a little-known province of Italy. After four relaxing days at the winery, you transfer to your villa, a spectacular, restored 13th-century castello near Trecase in Puglia. Your private suite has been prepared for your arrival. You join our other guests on the terrace of the castello for an aperitivo, a local chef prepares your dinner. Before retiring for the evening, you stroll the grounds of your estate. The air is soft, the sky a veil of stars. Tomorrow's adventures to places most tourists never visit await. These experiences will be yours on our October 2021 tour to Puglia. Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, President of Private Italy Tours. We are confident that our approach to outdoor tourism, that is, visiting the majority of locations outdoors, those that do not require us to be in close proximity to other visitors, is the safest and easiest way to enjoy our tours this year. The Italians are ready to welcome us back. With our deposit special, details are available on our website. Your investment in the tour to confirm space is fully refundable. A presto in Italia. Join us. Private-Italy.com Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So this past year saw a spirit of innovation in entrepreneurs who gave us new ways of communicating and being of service in the face of uncertainty. The human spirit really shone through. Today I'm speaking with Tony and Alex Fraga, owners of the FIRC Group, who developed and operate several downtown Asheville's most successful hotels and restaurants, including the Haywood Park Hotel, Cambria Downtown Asheville, 
Country Inn and Suites Asheville West, Issa's French Bistro, and Hemingway's Cuba. It's like going on a trip around the world with you. So, for over 40 years, the FIRC Group has been a leading visionary in creating developments to bring communities together and help spur economic growth while working to preserve and conserve our community. And welcome to Speaking of Travel, Tony and Alex Frog. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you for having us, Marilyn. So I have to say, in the last year, I've talked to a lot of people, and I know that the hospitality industry really was hit hard during this this past year, and, and things were a little difficult to navigate. And I have to commend you both on your success, because what you were able to do over this last year really was very visionary, and and I want to commend you on that. Give us a little idea of some of the struggles that you had to deal with and, and how you were able to turn those into positives. Basically, the big, biggest problem that we had is finding people willing to work, uh, and that's been a struggle. Uh, you know, we, we lost some people. We also, you know, we lost the people that we lost uh, due to, to sickness, to the COVID-19 infection, and uh, to the point that, you know, we basically are requiring anybody who worked for us to get vaccinated and or otherwise I lose their job because I'm, I'm very concerned about the, the guests which we serve and the fellow, you know, workers that they have, you know, the associates that work with them. So we instituted uh, measurements to to contain, if you will, the, the spread of the, of the COVID-19. Alex, you want to add to that? Well, Marilyn, the biggest challenge, especially a year ago when all this came about worldwide, was the unknown. You know, usually your, your history will tell your future. But we didn't have a case scenario here. So we had to be creative in how we were to keep afloat, let alone be successful. And uh, we did m- many measures, some that hurt the worst is, you know, in the beginning of the of this, we pretty much had to let go of everybody, but we quickly, you know, it was hard to let go over 200 people in six days and then figure out how we're going to reopen and turn on the lights again. And, uh, you know, we, um, we I think about 75% or maybe more came back. Uh, the other 15, 25%, uh, you know, went back home or whatnot. And uh, so it, it was, it's a big struggle. And we have a family. I, it's, yes, we have different companies and different businesses, but we're a family company where the door is open and we listen. And, um, you know, that's, that was the biggest challenge. Now, how we got there is, uh, you know, different steps as you have here that we did, but uh, it, that was the biggest challenge is the unknown. Well, you did, I know, provide immediately, it seemed like you turned around to continue your focus on providing the best customer service that you could to the people who were still here and, mm-hmm. and needing to eat and needing to, to feel that there was some sense of normalcy. And I know that you were doing takeout. There were other things that you were doing to make sure that all those protocols were in place. And yet you were still being able to, to operate and keep your lights on. That is correct. We, we, every measure possible, take out to uh, almost deliveries to, uh, you know, what, what, what we, uh, we also were able to get the essential workers to stay in our hotels. You know, that was a reach out from our, from our team 
to, to accommodate them as, as we can. And again, the unknown to how many are coming, how many are, are going to be able to uh, even stay. And of course, the restrictions that we have, providing that service that you keep on saying is, is a big thing. I mean, my father worked for IBM for 10 years. And as you said earlier, we can do a, another podcast for about an hour of his story. That's for sure. He always promoted and then promoting service. I think we have the best product, but if you don't have the service, you have nothing. And I would say, in addition, and Tony, I, I want to focus on you just a minute here because you, in all the years, I've lived in Asheville for a long time, and you've always been such a leader and visionary in our community, and I want to thank you for that. And really looking, you've always been able to look for ways that you can, like you said, Alex, you're you're a family business, and you reach out to our community as a family. And are always looking for ways to be more eco-friendly, to really help uh, support our community. And I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, you know, we feel that, uh, I, I feel, and, it's, and Alex does too, but to a certain degree, you know, I can create jobs and I'm going to die creating jobs. My duty in life is to create jobs. We're now, we're now like, how many? We're back up to about just, just south of about 200, about 190 something employees. And of course, we're opening new businesses. So, yeah, as we speak, you know, we are doing a hotel in, in Enca. We're doing another restaurant in Enca. And, and we're doing a restaurant, yeah. a restaurant here uh, at, uh, at the corner of Page uh, and Battery. Uh, we're going to uh, open what we call Hola. You know, which is uh, from Spain, from Madrid, and I hire a consultant that has restaurants in the states as well as in Madrid. And uh, that's a good plug. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm speaking too much. No, I. You know, again, I have to say it's like going on a on a worldwide whirlwind journey talking to you. You have you are bringing us a part of the world that will open people's minds, it'll open our taste buds and our flavors, give us more of an opportunity to have a bigger worldview. And that is so important. And I also, I just want to bring up the the work that you've done with the WNC Rescue Ministries. I think that is such a solid commitment to this community to give back. Tell us a little bit about what you do with that, Alex. So we have an alliance with... Um with WNC Rescue Ministry. Uh, so what we do is instead of throwing things away and the extra you know, toiletries or what have you, we donate them 100% to the ministry to help for their ministry, of course, to be stronger as it is. It's a great ministry uh, as well as a, uh, a place where they can get from toothpaste to soaps to towels to you name it. We, we donate it all. That's it. So, uh, you know, in addition to that, we, uh, you know, we do everything we can to the community. We have bears that we did for social distancing, which was his idea. Now that's going to be completely donated. We, we're pretty much filled into who we're going to donate it to, but it's definitely going to be somebody that is a contributor to children, especially homeless children. Well, again, I want to thank you both. And I would love to have you back on Speaking of Travel so we can continue this conversation because it's like you're you're so many things. You do so many things and you've got your fingers in a lot of different pies, if you will. And they're all around supporting and helping our communities and helping the people who, who need help. And for that, I again, I want to thank you both, Tony and Alex, for being on Speaking of Travel today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, there's no denying that travel is going to be different in the near future. And there's going to be time again where families can enjoy a regular getaway 
and create wonderful memories with that common goal to return to traveling just as vibrant, inspiring, and ready to explore once we all get going again. Coming up next to fill us in on how to ease into the planning of your next adventure is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. So stay tuned. Spring is blooming and it's the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures, Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. For the first time in over a year, more people are becoming comfortable traveling again. In fact, April saw some of the highest travel numbers yet, and they continue to go up. TripAdvisor's 2021 Summer Travel Index shows that nearly half of Americans believe travel activity will rebound within three months, and it appears true vacation getaways are making a comeback. There are so many of us looking forward to going someplace, and when we're ready, the airports and the airlines are ready too. And here in Western North Carolina, the Asheville Regional Airport is making it easy to feel safe and confident when you're ready to board a plane. And they've been working on that experience to make it as easy as possible for quite some time now. And here to tell us how this all comes together is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And Tina, you know, over this last year, now almost into a year and a half, We've been following this episode in our lives, and yeah. it started kind of dark, but I think we're starting to move into the light. What's it like over there for you? Well, I will tell you that the airport feels more like an airport these days than it has in the last year and a half. Our parking lots are very full. There's a hustle and bustle in the terminal. There are lines of people. You definitely feel uh, happiness and excitement in the air because people are getting back to it. And it's a big part of life. You know, travel is, is so many things. And, you know, we get to be a fly on the wall um, to a, a portion of people's journeys. And it is, you know, you can feel that excitement and it feels really good. Well, give us a little bit of an idea of what it's like, because there are still a lot of us who haven't been in an airport, just like there are a lot of us who haven't even been in a restaurant in over a year, much less an airport. What is it like? We still have to wear our masks, right? 
Yes. And that's a good point. You know, you're seeing a lot of mask mandates being lifted for vaccinated people. However, for public transportation, and that does include airports and on airplanes, you do still need to wear your mask. And in fact, there's a a federal mandate in effect through mid-September. At this point, I'm not sure if it will be extended past that, but masks are with us for a a good while longer, you know, in air travel. But you asked what it's like, and let me uh, paint a picture, and and I'm going to repeat a story. My mom and dad just flew for the first time since the pandemic, uh, and they went out to Sedona in Arizona. And I had dinner with them last night and they were telling me about their experience and they flew it through Asheville. That's where they started their journey. And they said, you know, Tina, we didn't worry a bit. Everybody was so respectful. Everybody had their masks on, you know, um, we saw the hand sanitizer stations, uh, people kept to their groups and the, the flight attendants and the crews on the, the planes, they were so helpful and accommodating, um, you know, just really felt safe and clean. Um, and it was a, it was a great trip for them. And so I think it's just an example of how our new norm in our world, you know, everybody's gotten used to this environment in which we respect each other, care about one another. We're wearing our masks. We want to make sure everybody feels safe. And that's, that's really what it feels like in an airport. It really does, especially at Asheville Regional Airport. Well, you know, these are the kind of stories we need to hear right now. So (laughs) I'm so glad that you shared that. My family and I are getting ready to take a pretty big trip across country at the end of this month. And uh, it's just good to hear from others who have traveled by plane someplace, especially further than nearby to be able to get on a plane and go someplace. So when you when you look at your numbers, obviously, they're going up every month. It seems to be a national trend. Are you finding that to be true at the Asheville Airport? Yes, absolutely. In fact, we're looking at numbers from this month, May, and we've had some of our highest months of passenger utilization since the start of the pandemic. And when we look back and compare to previous years, you know, we are we are very close to normal numbers, big normal numbers. So on many days, we still have some lower days. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are, you know, we have fewer travelers, but we're seeing that across the country too. And that's because those are not high leisure travel days. And so, you know, leisure travel really is leading recovery uh, and continues to do so. So, but, you know, it, yes, it is, you know, we're getting questions from passengers, you know, they're, they arrive and, oh my goodness, the daily lot is full, you know, and that, that happens. It does happen. And we have ample other parking opportunities, but, you know, that's a sign. That's a sign that people are, people are booking those trips. Well, there's a lot of flexibility now and a lot of reason to book trips. And one thing I just want to, I just want to point out is that, you know, you and I have been talking uh, since March of 2020. And at that time, there were sweeping changes that had to happen, regulations, protocols, 
And you guys jumped right on it. You got the equipment we talked about, the cleaning equipment. You got the hand sanitizing stations. These things were unheard of just a year ago, this kind of equipment that you're using and the signage that you have now in the airport. That's all part of the new normal, if you will, and what people are experiencing when they show up to take these trips. And, and it's all there. You did all that. I, I think that's really commendable, Tina. Well, thank you. There, there's a really terrific team of people at Asheville Regional Airport. They they care. They want the experience to be as positive as possible. So, you know, that, that uh, attention to customers is just going to continue. Well, tell us how we can get more information and, and get on your website and uh, sign up for your newsletter and just stay on top of what's happening over there because everything even today changes pretty rapidly. Yes, it does. So just visit us at our website, flyavl.com. And we do keep information there. Uh, You can also sign up for our monthly e-newsletter and we send out timely, meaningful information just once a month um, to those who are interested. So we encourage you to connect. Well, thank you so much, Tina, for sharing what's going on. And we look forward to hearing more as as we get into the summer months because you've got new flights. This is something I'm encouraging everybody go to their website and see these flights that we have, these nonstop flights. And Tina, thank you so much for keeping us up to date. Absolutely. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, thanks to Tina and thanks to Jim and Tony and Alex for being on Speaking of Travel today. You know, I think we're going to see a big shift in the world towards something deeper and more meaningful as we move forward and begin traveling again. Hopefully, we'll feel the interconnectedness of all things more than before and embrace the joy that comes with it. Travel requires us to think outside of our own daily lives, and we all are going to have to want to enjoy life more and live more in the experience and in the moment. This could be the time to look at creating your journey of a lifetime and breaking free of the boundaries we've all had to create over this last year. In so many ways, you'll learn and grow and gain a better understanding of the world and even your own backyard. Because even though our journeys don't have to be something big, we definitely want them to be meaningful. Traveling is a mindful practice, and it's time to pause for a minute and think about all the places you could go. Dream big, because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 